0: This podcast is brought to you by Bodog.net.
1: Don't miss a chance to play at Bodog.net. When the odds are stacked against you, game tastes that much sweeter. Bodog.net, your source of free casino games, poker strategies, and live sports odds.
2: Thanks to Jane's boy joining us there. 67's general manager. Yeah, he's in uh, full-on scout mode as well. <laughs> like He's right. As I was asking the question, I'm like, I started to look at the uh, the calendar. I'm like, you know what? I bet you. And he says, Yeah, yeah. Uh, s- some guys that we you're looking at, they're already done. <laughs> they're already done. And now it's like uh, players uh, by the day now are playing their last games of their season. Yeah. And so if you're if you're a scout Ooh. for an OHL team here, you're 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 running out of viewings here, right? Yeah. It's like me yesterday morning as I'm trying to get my Bill Burr tickets, and I'm like, Oh, I or seats. Click on those quickly. Go, move the move the cursor, the mouse, right over to hit next. Gone. I wasn't fast enough. Well, oh, I got to be quicker on the draw. <laughs> it's, it's it's disappearing. So that that's what scouting's like right now uh, for OHL teams. Kenny, as uh, they're starting to run out of out of opportunities to view the guys that they're looking at.
3: Absolutely, and uh, it, it makes life difficult when the season ends so early. And then there's uh, some players who will be. Off at the OHL Cup, and that leads almost right up to the uh, OHL draft, which I believe has been pushed back a little bit as of late. It used to be in the middle of the first round of the OHL playoffs. I think it's been pushed back slightly, but not very much. It still, I believe, takes place during the playoffs. So uh, it's a unique scenario where general managers, yeah, you want to be looking at your current team, especially if you're in the playoffs and competing but you have to have the the full steering wheel essentially on the draft because that's the future of your organization of your franchise and can set you up. And I I urge you to go back and look at the 2005 born player draft. So the 2021 draft uh, for the Ottawa 67s, where they got Chris Barless, Luca Pinelli, Cooper Foster, Brad Gardner, Ethan Quick, who was traded to the Barry Colts, Jack Dever, Gavin Ewells in the first five rounds they were able to get seven players. Just an incredible uh, job to uh, to grab those players. And then they got Bradley Horner in the seventh round. The McPherson twins, which we made reference to a little bit later on. And just an incredible draft for an organization and everybody who did not get a chance to see players competing in actual games. Just a, an outstanding draft by James Boyd, Jan Egert, and the entire 67 scouting uh, or crew Uh, that was uh, that was on point all
2: right so later this hour uh, dj smith head coach of the ottawa senators is an optional morning skate he's got a little more time he's going to give us a shout we're going to talk to the coach here on a game day so we look forward to that now because of that kenny uh, dean is going to be calling you any moment now and dean brown's going to hop on with us right now uh, once he uh, you get a hold of him, he gets a hold of you, and the uh, the voice of the Sens, Dean Brown is our sends an NHL insider. Let's let's do and, that now, Lloydie. Uh, let's do sure. it now. You yeah. got him. You got him. Uh, He's yeah. ready to go. Okay. And it's uh, Dean Brown joining us on the Gabriel Pizza Hotline from beautiful Seattle. So, Dino, optional today. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get the coach on the show, so we're juggling. Thanks for joining us here a little bit earlier uh, uh, than usual.
3: Before you move on, Lloyd, I just—we uh, need to do something.
2: The Sens Insider on TSN 1200, presented by Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved. Thank you. Okay, We'd move on. Need to hear from Mister Big Voice. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> all right dean now before we get into the hockey talk you were like you know what Uh, when we spoke last um you're thinking Mm -hmm. oh it's uh, not a nice not a bad day uh i think i'll maybe see you a little bit go for a bit of a walk have you enjoyed your extra time in seattle
0: yes yes i have actually it's a beautiful beautiful area we're right downtown obviously and um uh the the big uh, the big famous uh, and i didn't know it was famous i got to be honest with you but uh now that i've been there you do see it in all the pictures the big fish market downtown which obviously um pertains to the fact that this is a uh, in many ways a fishing community and uh very heavily uh laden with uh, japanese accents everywhere because of all the japanese immigration here so it's it's beautiful downtown and um yeah so when did that and uh, it's it it is it is cool. I got to tell you, in this day and age, it is cool to sit there and watch guys because uh, you can you can like it's wide open. You can see you can see through. So you see guys unloading crab um, off a boat and then they walk it to the back of different uh, fish dealers and they take it and you watch them walk up and put it on ice on a thing to sell. So it, like, it literally, it literally came off the boat and they walked it up and put it on the thing for people to buy. Like, it's just.
2: Fresh uh, enough for you.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you're wondering, you know, so when'd you catch that? Well, like 40 minutes ago is when I caught it, you know, like. So, uh, you know, it, it is, it is cool when you're uh, out having, and you got, when you're here, unless you don't like seafood, but like, yesterday I had the, I had the double whammy. I, for lunch, I had, uh, chowder, which was made that morning and then followed that up with fish and chips caught that morning. So it's just there's there's that kind of a cool thing um but you know, there there is the other side to it too i was uh, I was texting with my son yesterday about this you know it's it's such a it's such a dichotomy here in Seattle we're in a beautiful area staying in a beautiful hotel and literally literally three blocks away on third street or Third avenue here is they they just call the drug street here and the amount of homelessness the amount of mental illness on the street and the amount of drug use on the street wide open middle of the day um is shocking i gotta be honest with you for someone like me living where we live in ottawa it's not like we don't have homelessness issues or mental health issues or drug issues but here downtown it is so pronounced and it's almost like the police and social services have just given up like i've I've never been anywhere where in the middle of the afternoon, you walk down the street and there's people everywhere sitting on the street, sleeping on the street and they're doing meth and they're doing crack and they're doing heroin on the street in the middle of the day. And it's, so that's the bizarre thing. You're in an area that's spectacularly beautiful and affluent and literally blocks away. You have almost all the social evils all rolled up into one ball on one street, and apparently no one can do anything to fix it. It's So it's it's uh, it's been very, very eye-opening in both senses.
3: Uh, one more before we get to the hockey talk, Dean. Uh, mm-hmm. Gord was in a, a unique mindset yesterday, I think. Were you around him in the morning, and do you, do you, do you know why he was in a such a good mood, and and that that unique mindset that he was in?
0: Um, I don't know the mindset that he was in because I didn't hear the show. I understand he was on the air with you guys while we were at the rink waiting for practice to start um i was yeah so technically yeah i was with him um i don't know though why he was in uh in such a good mood which surprises me because as we all know gord has been having hip issues and at some point after several years now uh, he's going to get in to have hip surgery at some point and that will fix it but he was having he has good days and bad days and yesterday was not a good day for his hip so i'm kind of interested as to why he would be in such a good mood and um, and whatever else was going on, considering he was having a tough day with his hip. So I, I don't I don't have an answer to that one, Kenny. I don't really know.
2: All right. Well, let's get to the hockey here. Um, tough news on the goaltending front. And we spent almost the first hour of the show, because that's our web poll question of the day, just asking people, brought to you by the Tool and Equipment Store, uh, can Sogret and Mandelazi get it done for the team? It's a yes or no, for, because they're going to have to. If this team's going to make the playoffs, Dean, it's because... The young goalies are playing well here because Talbot's going to miss at least three weeks uh, with this current injury. Um, With Talbot, unfortunately, he's going to miss about three months of this season when you think about it. And Forsberg's been – he's not going to play again. So this is going to be about uh, Shogard and or stepping up here if this team's going to be a playoff team. Um, Can you speak to – because – They have played well uh, in the brief times that they've they've had a chance to play so far this season. Sogard was Rookie of the Month just last month here. I'll say this, there seems to be a belief in the group and these young guys here. They're certainly going to need that, Dean, because there's nowhere else to turn now. It's this or it
0: doesn't happen yeah and you know and, and as it relates to the the web poll question it's it's unknowable you know with 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 older guys you can kind of base your opinion by going back over their history and have they ever been in this situation before how they dealt with it how have they done did they produce did they fail but you know with with uh, mandalazy and and with Sogard as a pair there's not enough of a sample size you, you you just you just don't know and Interesting! Interesting yesterday because there was a, an ESPN writer here, and he was asking. Um, he was doing an interview, uh, like a one-on-one with Brady, and it was more about USA Hockey and about guys who come out and make immediate impacts out of college hockey. And he wanted to talk to him about Sanderson and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, one of the uh, we were standing a couple of feet away, so you can't help but overhear the interview going on. And Brady's response about the goaltending um, was was. Good, like it was, but it was it was almost like he was surprised about the question. And the question was basically the one we're talking about. Do you think that these two young guys? Uh, do you think Sogard is ready to carry this ball? And Brady's answer, I'll, I'll just paraphrase. But Brady's, Brady's answer to the guy was, "Well, why shouldn't he be? He's he's like the rest of us. He's young. He's good. He's here. He wants to play. He wants to win. What why why why, sh- why shouldn't he be able to do it? And I think that kind of probably because you know in so many ways Brady. Is not just the captain of the team. He's kind of the voice of the attitude of the team, and oftentimes what they talk about internally kind of comes out in him. And I can with this, I can see that being their attitude. Well, why, well, why not? Well, why can't he? You know, why why do people automatically think that a guy that just doesn't have much NHL experience can't play well in the NHL? So. I I think that the player's perspective is like any other teammate we support him we protect him and we prop him up and he props us up and you know that's that's when we go ahead but um which um I don't know I don't know what I was expecting but that wasn't the answer that I was expecting, but I thought it was a perfect answer. And I think it probably, you know, we don't know. I should pull each individual guy with a lie detector test. You never know. But I think that probably does kind of encapsulate the attitude um, of the players because there's so many on this team that are so young. They were in the same situation at one point where somebody had to say, well, why can't he do it? Well, why can't he have this chance? Well, why not? And so I, I, think, I think that's the way they look at it. You know, like they they want Talbot back, believe me, they understand the value of having a veteran guy, but if you don't, why can't he? why can't Sogard? why can't Mandeezzy so you know we'll see, but i don't I don't think the players view it the same way as a lot of other people who might be um you know less uh, less sure about what the outcome might be.
2: Have you
3: seen any traits from Mad Sogard that would lead you to believe that he would be able to get this done over the course of the rest of the season?
0: you know what um only in attitude, you know, the technical goalie stuff, a lot of that stuff is, is beyond me. I, You know, I can't technically tell you he does this really well, does that really He's big and he stops the puck. But I, I think I think for for me, Kenny, the thing that uh, the trait that you often see in, in goaltenders, but usually not goaltenders this young, is that he is very much um, a guy that is very even keeled. He's very calm uh, and he can park things, which, um, you know, Rick Wamsley, when he was a goaltending coach, used to always say a goaltender's best thing, the best thing a goaltender can have is not a great glove or great skates or, you know, intuition. He says it's his ability to forget anything that happened before him because he said in this game, bad goals can haunt you for a long time. And so, and everybody gives them up. You know, that's the thing. It's not like, you know, guys don't give up bad goals. Every goalie gives up bad goals sometimes. And the ones who can get away from it haunting them are the ones that can move forward. And he seems to have those traits, Kenny, where, um, he understands the the mental side of the game. That you know, with, with things when they go well, you got to enjoy those and move on. And When things don't go well, you got to think about those things and then move on. And he's good at moving on. He's very even keeled. He's he's very calm for a guy his age. He's he's not a guy that gets rattled, and he's not a guy that gets too high or too low. It's it's kind of like he's a a walking embodiment of what Claude Giroux says a hockey player should be because <laughs> Giroux talks about that all the time, and you know, Sogard really I think has that. I. I can't tell you the same thing about Mandelazy because, to be honest with you, just haven't spent any time around him. You know, he's, when he's been up, it's a call up, sit on the bench, and then go back to Belleville the next day, or, you know, like, just haven't spent much time with him. So I don't, I don't know if it's the same, but I'm inclined to think it might be because he and Sogard have spent so much time together and they both freely admit they're best friends. So oftentimes, guys that are best friends share personality traits and that may well be one of them
2: so after practice yesterday i found it interesting and in listening to all the sound uh, that was sent back to us uh, by you and gord Uh, Tim Mm -hmm. Stutzler offered up, he says, oh, uh, we give up this many two-on-ones and this many three-on-twos. And for (laughs) Tim Stutzler to offer up specific numbers, uh, I'm thinking that was kind of drilled down on in video sessions with the group after the debacle in Chicago the other night, Dean. So um, I'm expecting a tighter performance. I'm not guaranteeing a win, but it should be a little bit of a tighter group with the way they play tonight.
0: Yeah, I think there's no, there's no question. I, I, you know, I think everybody would like to assume that the Chicago game was just a bizarre anomaly. And, um, I, I would, uh, I would doubt uh, that we would see another one of those from here till the end of the season or here until there's a determination of whether this team is in or out. Because I think if, uh, if they get to the point where mathematically they're out, then there can be a bit of a letdown after that, you know, and I think some understandable disappointment and that could be reflected in play. Uh, if that, if that happens, but, um, you know, they all know where they are. They know what the math is and they know they can't afford another one of those from here. till the end of the season. If they really hope to make a solid push to try and win that final wild card spot. So, um, yeah, they were, uh, they were all made well aware of it and, uh, they went through video yesterday morning and speeches were made and discussions were had, um, but, you know, kind of after, uh, well, actually before the, before the uh, Scrum with DJ yesterday, not after, he he kind of told us that um, we dealt with this this morning and that's it. We're not going to dwell on it. We're not going to go back to it. We just, it was it had to be dealt with. It was dealt with and we want to flush it and move on. So I don't think that's going to be, it'll, it'll, it'll be part of the discussion this morning with some of the media of Seattle media there because they'll bring it up. But um, as far as the team goes, uh, the coaches have done their video. The coaches have had their one-on-ones with people, and they've dealt with things, and they want to move on. There's no point. There's no be- put it this way. There's no benefit in it to achieve what they want to achieve here by going back and rolling over that one over and over and over again. So they're not going to.
3: When we last spoke on Tuesday, you thought that yesterday we would see an upbeat, more of a fun practice from D.J. Smith. Is that what you saw yesterday? Yes,
0: we yeah we did actually, and this, it was it was kind of what we expected, and you know the the other part of it, uh, Kenny was is that uh, the players, um, uh, I was waiting yesterday and waiting and waiting because um, for you know for those. People think, like, we're around, but you can't just walk up and start interviewing a player. Things have to be, you have to go through the channels, you have to ask, um, you know, the, the the media relations guys, and then they go and they set up a time with the player if it's when he's coming off the ice or after practice or in the locker room. All these things, you, you can't just, you know, people think because you're around them all the time, you can just start interviewing. That's not really how it works. So I had arranged that after practice, um, I would be uh, having a little get together with um, Jacob Chickren uh, because I want to record with him and with Goche and now with Patrick Brown and add them to our list of two minutes with you know so we can get those in the rotation for the pregame show so it was supposed to be yesterday <laughs> after practice, and practice is over but there 's you know as sometimes happens there 's guys that are straggling around on the ice and they 're playing a game or whatever they 're doing, and Chicken was out for that, and there 's seven or eight guys and they play in that for another 15 minutes and I'm waiting around leaning against the wall. And then two guys come off the ice and they start playing a different game and chicken's out for that. And, you know, and then another 20 minutes go by and I pick a different wall to lean against. And uh, then Alex Menendez, who was the last of the equipment guys brought the last of the equipment that was on the bench back to the locker room. And I said, are they done? He said, no, they they've started another game. So I went out there and looked and they were in the middle of some game and the bus was leaving in five minutes. So I just said to, Chris Moore, the media guy, said, I-, "I guess I'll try and get them tomorrow." There's just it's, and so my point is that uh, it was a fun practice, and guys, some guys didn't want the fun to end. There was guys still on the ice an hour after practice, just goofing around with each other, just playing silly games, just you know, and so I think that's a good sign that you know they they want to have fun together, they want to play together, they you know they just want to enjoy their time on the ice, and uh, when there's not somebody kicking you off because there's another event, some of them want to stay longer, and it appears. Uh is one of those guys, so hopefully today I'll be able to get a chance uh, to, to chat with him and we can get uh, his two minutes' width into the rotation.
2: Do you think what we see is what we get? Because there were numerous lineup changes uh, uh, going by practice yesterday for, for tonight's game, and DJ Smith did say that Patrick Brown will play. He did, he did yeah. say that, so he's definitely going to come in. We could see a few other things here. Uh, oh, and by the way, people that don't know, shocker, Patrick Brown' dad played in the NHL. Of course, he's a cent, so he's going to play on the third line, right wing. It appears to uh, to start tonight's game. What's your first impression and talking to him, and maybe what he's going to bring to the group?
0: Uh, it's going to be really simple. Uh, in talking with him yesterday, um, you know, you get you understand very much that he understands being a thirty year old guy. He's not a kid. Uh, he knows what he has to do to make coaches keep him in the lineup. He is a north south player. He knows that the reason at his age that he's still in the league as a role player is because of his speed. So he clearly understands that dump the puck in, get in behind the defense, use your speed to get in there, forecheck, put bodies on defense. And if you can't recover, if you can't um, uh, turn the puck over, you have to get back, pick up your man, uh, understand the dangerous situations and take away dangerous players you know, he kind of laid that out yesterday. He said, my job is not a complicated job. He said, if you get the puck on your stick, you shoot it at the net. If you don't, you go after whoever's got the puck. And he said, you go until your shift is over and you make sure your shift is shorter than anybody else's. He, you know, like he says, all the things that you would expect a 30 year old role player to know and understand about how, how to stay on a team and how to stay in the league. So um he clearly understands what the job is. And that's exactly what I expect of him because uh, he's the kind of guy that's been around as long as he has because he knows, as a guy who's not ultra skilled, what you have to do to stay in this league and make coaches happy with you. And he and I did spend a few minutes just double checking to make sure there is no way that we're related. Um, he he has red hair and there's red hair in my family, so we both thought we we just so we did a brief. Uh, you, know, 20, <laughs> you got our ancestry and me. <laughs> yeah, and we and we had, we are fully confident that we have uh, no relatives that even know each other, so we're very confident that we're not related.
2: Okay, now the one thing, though, Patrick Mm -hmm. Brown is not known for producing offense, and, you know, neither is Parker Kelly. It looks like he's coming uh, into the lineup uh, as well up front, and it looks like Holden's going to be in for Branstrom, if it's exactly what it looked like for practice yesterday. We'll see on that front. But back to Kelly comes in uh, and Brown comes in here. They've gotten more, Dean, recently uh, out of their bottom six here, but they're taking on a team that this is the most balanced team from an offensive standpoint in the league you could with with seattle they have nobody that's awesome they have a lot of very good right um and we saw firsthand with all the even strength goals they they pumped uh on ottawa in the game here in ottawa a, a while back now this is a this is a pretty complete hockey team dean that they're playing tonight so uh it should be a tough test
0: yeah, they're, uh, they're the best even strength team in the league. I think as far as uh, ratio goes, they're the third best five on five team. Um, but suffice it to say, they, they are the best at rolling four and they're the best at uh, getting something out of every line, either offensively or defensively. And you're right about the balance. Uh, I might be wrong, but I think it's 13 or 14 players they have this year who have 10 or more goals. Last year they had seven. You know, so the way they've been able to distribute offense through their team, um, you're right. You know, they don't have one guy that scores them by the buckets. And they've got basically a rookie that's playing uh, first line center in Matty Beneers. It's it's not a it's not a veteran guy who's doing it and you know, Jared McCann can generate some offense, but again, no one big crusher. You know, they don't they don't have a stutzler. They don't you know like they they, they don't have that one super high skill guy. They but they spread it around and, and you know they will they will basically run you down. They're they're gonna roll four lines against you. And this is really one of those classic tales. You know, Ottawa's power play has not been nearly as good lately as it has been in the past. And this is one of those nights where they need it to be good because the one area that Ottawa is far better than Seattle is in special teams, both penalty kill and power play. And so, you know, Ottawa is a bad five on five team and Seattle is one of, if not the best five on five teams. So You'd have to say that the Sanders, if they're going to win this, they're going to need to be able to dominate the special teams game tonight. Because if uh, if past history has anything to do with it, and you just look at the way Seattle plays every day, that's that's not that's not a model matchup for Ottawa for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see, but you, you, it is pretty predictable how Seattle is going to play. They don't change much from game to game.
2: All right, well, uh, still a ways away from puck drop as uh, it is a 10 Eastern face-off for us back here. That's an 8 o'clock pregame show. Dean uh, will have the call with Gord at 10, and uh, Creature and JB Baker will be taking us through a pregame show. So more from Dean later today, and follow along when the information starts to flow from Seattle. Dean's manning the TSN 1200 Twitter feed and passing notes along to all of us. Thank you, Dean. Uh, now, enjoy the on, game now, tonight.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Can I ask you one favor? Yeah, uh, when you when you have the coach on later on, because I got to be honest with you, I just don't have the courage to ask him when I'm that close. Oh, what to are you going to do to me? What are you going no, to do? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it, make, it would make it uncomfortable for me right there. But we all uh, know with DJ, he's a very superstitious person, and when you're on a winning streak, even more so. So I would like you to ask him, and I don't know if he'll answer, but I'd like you to ask him. Uh, you know, when the winning streak came to an end uh, after the Chicago game what got changed out first you know the socks the tie the shirt the underwear how much stuff was consistent through that entire um winning streak and and how much stuff uh, hit the laundry pretty quickly because like i said we all know that uh, that he is a a wonderfully superstitious guy and it's it's fun to watch i'm just not sure how much he's willing to talk about but i'd rather you ask the question than me
2: oh thanks well I'll, okay well just the fact he's coming on. How many times does a head coach do a radio interview on a game day? Huh?
0: They lose? That's, they but they,
2: see, they see, He's see, switching it up right there by coming on
0: the show today. I know, I know, but see, that's my point. He's only doing it because he loves you and Kenny. So oh yes. Uh, if, if, sure. if you already yeah. have that love, you could ask okay. that question Then maybe I can't. That's the, that's the way I see it. That's the way Kenny Kenny we're
2: being set up. I can just feel it. Hey, no, I just no, yeah, no. I just feels I'm like a setup.
3: You, uh... I can hear it now just click. Yeah, as soon as
2: the <laughs> question is asked. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> DJ. DJ. Hi. Uh, oh, we've lost DJ. All right, Dean, uh, have a great call tonight.
0: All right, boys. Thanks.
2: Dean Brown joining us from Seattle. Ian Gordon will be back later this evening. 10 o'clock face-off, 8 o'clock pregame show on TSN 1200. And, yes, the head coach is going to join us in about 10 minutes right here on In the Box on TSN 1200.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Bodog.net.
1: Don't miss a chance to play at Bodog.net. When the odds are stacked against you, post-game tastes that much sweeter. Bodog.net, your source of free casino games, poker strategies, and live sports odds.
2: All right, welcome back to it. Coming up in our next segment, Head coach of the Ottawa Senators, DJ Smith, is going to join us uh, live from Seattle. Uh, It's an optional skate for the Sens today, so prepare to take on the Kraken tonight. They had a full practice yesterday, looking to rebound from uh, uh, not a pretty performance in Chicago. You can lose games, and then you can lose games, right? that, that, that That was ugly for many reasons, and trying to get back at it against a very good team in Seattle. Seattle could be the best team in the West this year. They're only two points back of L.A. and Vegas in the division who share top spot, and that's also top spot in the Western Conference at this point. So 10 o'clock face-off tonight, 8 o'clock for your pregame show. We had James Boyd on the show late in the 11 o'clock hour, the general manager of the Ottawa 67s. And, Kenny, we've got uh, 67s tickets, a four-pack for the game against the Generals. Get your ticket to ticketmaster.ca, but you can win a four-pack right now. Kenny, what's your trivia question? Trivia question: Text it
3: into twelve twelve hundred. Standard messaging rates apply. The, your answer, your full name, and your email address, please, and uh, the answer to this question. It's a little show trivia as well, Lloydie, combining two things in one. Former Adwa, yeah, former Ottawa. Well, kind of. Former Ottawa '67's <laughs> goalie Cedric Andre is playing professional hockey. I want to know in which country he's based out of. Not the league that he's playing in because Ooh. it's two different things. Which country okay. is he based out of?
2: Bit of a trick question. Which country is he based out of? His home team. There you go. And we'll, we'll endeavor last yeah. name
3: email. And we will endeavor to get Cedric Andre on the show at some point. In the not too well, distant soon. future. We'll be together again and soon, Lloydie. We'll make sure mm-hmm. we set it up for one of those
2: days let's do it okay we gotta go uh went a little bit long with dean we're juggling things around but hey listen when you get the head coach on on a game day you juggle things around so dean was just on next up it's the head coach of the Sens, dj smith on in the box on tsn 1200
0: this podcast is brought to you by bodog.net
1: don't miss a chance to play at bodog.net when the odds are stacked against you Host game tastes that much sweeter bodog.net your source of free casino games poker strategies and live sports odds
2: all right welcome back to it Twelve forty one in the box continues on a sentence game day we got to wait a bit longer Usually this time of day, I tell you, the puck drops at around 7 or 7.30. Well, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern puck drop. That's an 8 o'clock pregame show with Jamie Baker and Graham Creech. Please join us, as you always do, and uh, we'll see if the Sens can get back on the horse and get a win tonight in Seattle. Uh, Joining us on a game day, very uh, pleased to welcome in the head coach of the Ottawa Senators from Seattle preparing for this one. DJ, thanks for your time uh, on the show today. How are you?
1: Good. How are you doing?
2: outstanding thanks uh thanks again for hopping on uh, on a game day um so let's go back and we'll look ahead after this here um i just noticed some of the comments from the players yesterday after practice in particular tim stutzla he knew how many two-on-ones and how many odd man rushes were given up so i would say that that was drilled home by the coach and and your staff in your video sessions is that's something you don't want to see and you have to correct quickly
1: yeah for sure I, i mean we talked about it i think it was a complete emotional letdown After, you know, the buzz of of beating Detroit, going into Madison Square guard, winning, and then our fans, you know, as loud and as good as they were against Columbus, we go in and and it happens. We don't want it to happen, but we just were no good all over and uh, we'll turn the page and, and get on to Seattle here.
2: All right, so as you take on a Seattle team tonight, you saw firsthand just how balanced that team is. How much has that been uh, a talking point with your group in that <clears throat> they don't have, like, the superstar kind of status players here, but they just got a lot of good players, and they spread out their scoring.
1: Yeah, they do. You know, they uh, they got guys on their fourth line that are healthy scratches, and Sprong periodically was got 16 goals. So um, he got two last time we played them. Their depth scoring, their speed, and their defense is huge. Um, you know, their issue when they lose has been their goaltending. Um, so tonight we've got to really limit the odd man rushes. They find ways to create them, uh, you know, guys jumping in the rush, the the D or, or um, you know, their, their four and five man attack. But if we can have a zone time and have F3 uh, and clog them up and slow that pace down, it, it tips it in our favor.
2: So you're hoping for more of that attention, the detail. Can the fact that now your group knows that Cam Talbot unfortunately is out for at least three weeks and you know Forsberg's not coming back, if you're going to make this playoff push and make the postseason, it's going to be because of the play of your young goaltenders. Can that focus a group uh, uh, on the whole?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you certainly look out for young players. I mean, it's not ideal. I mean, is there a team in the league that's lost both their goalies? Um, I don't think that's happened where you're sitting there with goalies three and and four, and then even guys in the minors, there's a couple guys out down there. I know last night they got a big win, and they had a guy, the goalie, you know, who played for Queens. So it happens, um, you know, and the guys will have to dig in a little more and, and limit those chances. We can't we can't leave these young guys out to dry um, like we did in Chicago. And uh, we have the confidence in both these guys. And the best part is sometimes when you're young, you don't re- realize the magnitude of it. And you just go out there and play.
2: Yeah, maybe sometimes ignorance is bliss, but in the small sample size you have here, you've got quality games from both Mandalazi and Sogard. So that must make the coach feel better because it seems that these guys uh, have already shown that they are they are capable of getting some wins for you.
1: No, for sure they are. And the hard part is just doing it over and over in the NHL. I mean, you see players come up, young players especially, that come up and they have a you know couple good games and then they, they wear and tear. Um, you know, with Sogi, Kelps played a lot of games here, so he is fresh right now. There is a back-to-back, Mandel's going to get in there, um, you know, and uh, we just want him to do what he does, and, and he's nice and calm in there, but we got to keep him off the net, keep the odd man rushes down, don't take a lot of penalties, and just, just let him see the puck.
2: Joined by Sense head coach DJ Smith, so you're going to make, a, it looks like, a few lineup changes uh, for tonight's game, but I, I want to ask you about the blue line, and this is going to be Chickren's fourth game, and, and we had this discussion on our show yesterday, DJ, everybody's wondering when Jake's officially going to be in the top four, but it's It doesn't always work like that. Like, I'm looking at the average ice time since he joined the lineup. He's played more minutes than everybody but Shabbat on on your blue line. It's about when you're using him in different situations. So, you know, what is your plan here? You've got more to work with now within your top six.
1: Well, yeah, and that's the thing. You're on the road. You don't get last change. So you need three solid pairings um, or else they're just going to jump you with their top line. That's, to me, what we have. Um, You know, if we don't have a lot of power plays, he may play the most minutes here tonight. Um, We're slowly transitioning his minutes and and where he plays and who he plays with. Um, You know, you got to be careful, though, in just throwing with a guy just to throw him with a guy. Um, You know, we've played fairly well leading up to last game. So, um, you know, again, here today, um, you know, we'll we'll put three strong pairings together, and as the game goes, you know, we'll mix and match and and get some offensive draws, get him out there with Shabbat, get him out there with Sanderson. But as you see his minutes... Um, will continuously rise
2: have you kind of um already figured out okay who who can play the right side the best or is that still a work in progress because you've got different options here
1: i think it's a work in progress but chickie probably plays it the best because he's played it um sandy has not played it in this league and it's a lot for a young guy to be put him in that spot shabbat has not hasn't really played it at all chickie's probably the guy who who's, he has certainly played it the most Um, You know, he's got the biggest shot probably on that right side uh, in a one-timer situation. Um, You know, so for me, it's probably him, um, you know, at times. But also, he's going to play some shifts with Zub, um, you know, up there, uh, you know, maybe against some top lines and things like that. So we have a lot more options with him, uh, but also gives us a lot more depth where I don't think you're afraid to put any pair out on the ice.
2: What's Patrick Brown going to give you? Looks like he's going to make his Sens debut tonight.
1: Yeah, you know what? You know what? He's going to give us some face-offs. I think one of the things Gambrell's, you know, played really well, checked and checked and penalty-killed and done all those things, but one of his weaknesses is, is you know, in the circle, um, and that's one of Brown's strengths. So we're going to put them together, and he can take a lot of those draws. He's hard on pucks. He's going to give you an honest effort. Um, you know, and, and not to say, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes, who's going to play every night, um, but we need attention to detail tonight. And, and a guy like Patrick Brown, you know, I talked to Pete DeBoer, He's so structured. He knows where he's got to be. He's not going to cheat the game. And, and we're on the road. We need responsible play five-on-five. Five.
2: Well, when it, just listening to his comments, I, I know who Patrick Brown is. I know he played a lot of playoff games for Pete DeBoer with Vegas a few seasons ago. He's a 30-year-old guy. He just sounds like he knows what he is. i got to get pucks in. i got to get pucks out. And i got to get the trust of my coach. And um, that's the kind of player the coaches usually love if they, just, they know exactly what their role is going to be. <laughs>
1: Well, for sure. You you know, these games a lot are, are won with special teams. Our special teams has been good. We can't afford to be giving up a bunch five on five. When we played these guys last time, they they torched us five on five and we didn't play very well. We get so many odd man rushes. And I, I suspect a guy like him will help his line. Will will get them, you know, him, Joe and Gambrell, um, you know, can buzz around and hopefully create something. But if they don't, even even's good as well.
2: Uh, going by your practice yesterday as well. DJ is um, a to assume maybe Parker Kelly gets back in tonight and a bit of a reset with him being out of the lineup for the last few games.
1: You know what? We're, we haven't decided yet on that. Um, you know, brass has been really good. He's got 11 goals, 10 assists. He's mm-hmm. plus two. So um, we wanted to just look at it in practice. We haven't made that final decision as to what we're doing. Uh, but brass has been really good for us as well. You want everyone to be a part of it, but at the same point we got to win games. So we're going to look at it here as a staff and make that final call this morning.
2: Yeah, and, and Brass has had that uh, nice bottom six offense for you. Okay, last one for you, and this is, okay, Dean Brown put me up to it. He was on ahead of you. He was afraid to ask you. Now, the team, when you win five in a row, and he says DJ can be a bit of a superstitious guy, now the win streak unfortunately came to an end. What have you changed up beyond agreeing to come on and do a radio hit on a game day, which is something, thank you. Other than that, the socks changed, the shirt changed, because now you got to start a new streak. Uh, is there is there a new new thing you're starting tonight?
1: Well, it's all, every, yeah, everything's new. We're going to ride the bike earlier. Everything's going to be brand new here tonight. We're going to let to start one on the road, and uh, we hope to go right back to her in Vancouver.
2: Okay, good stuff. Appreciate the uh, the game day visit, DJ. Good luck tonight.
1: All right, thank you.
2: There's uh, DJ Smith, head coach of the Ottawa Saturday. See, I, I did it. I did it, and he, and he didn't get angry. That's good. I thought I was being set up by Dino, but that, that's good. So he's going to ride the bike a little bit earlier, uh, and and that's going to be uh, the shake-up for uh, for tonight's game. Now, listen, I'm I want the Sens to make the playoff. Uh, the, what, the buzz that this team's competitive is great in this city, so of course I want. I selfishly I want good things for this group. I really want them to win tonight, because if they win tonight with DJ and his mindset, maybe he'll do more game day interviews. Kenny, hey, like we we can. We're okay with that. Let's go. Go Sens. Big win tonight. Thunder the Kraken tonight. Win by five. And he'll be asking Chris Moore. Thanks, Chris, for sitting this up uh, with the Sens Communications Department. He'll say, hey, uh, am I doing a hit today with uh, you know, the midday show? So let's go. Big win for the Sens tonight. I'm cheering for it.
3: I, I, I'm i all for it. I, I like it. Uh, does that just replace, potentially, the, the Gord Wilson scrum? <laughs> Does he just replace that? Okay, I'm calling into TSN 1200 instead. Or more Gord's lawn? I, I'm, I'm uh, all yeah. for that as well. <laughs> that works out for me. And, and less work for Gord. He can go off and do some other things. Phone some okay. more people during shows. Okay.
2: Uh, now, uh, in the meantime here, have you uh, selected a winner with your uh, 67's trivia contest? I have. I have
3: yet to contact the person. Okay. So I, I want to hold off there, just uh, getting all the great stuff from DJ Smith and yourself ready. Uh, to go for the website and getting everything published, so it it'll be uh they'll be contacted shortly.
2: Okay, well we can just put a pin in it though. So give the correct answer because it was a bit of a trick question, but you you let it be known it was a trick question. You weren't that mean. So uh, give us the question again for people that might not have been listening and the correct answer.
3: Yeah, it's Cedric Andre playing overseas right now. What? Well, where is his home base? What team is he playing for? And the tricky part of that is he's playing in the German third league, but he's playing in the Netherlands. And so the correct answer is the Netherlands with the Tilburg Trappers. Played in forty-one games already this year, Lloyd, as a first-year uh, player in the Netherlands and in that German league. I think it's fantastic. And the good news for Cedric is he's a non-import player, so he's got he got his uh, his citizenship. His there he's got some relatives going back to the netherlands i think his dad was born there okay. i i could be mistaken on that but he does have some some heritage back there so he was able to get on the non-import and
2: uh has played the majority of the games for the tilburg trappers so you know what i do want to get him on because now i want to talk about uh could he be on a national team path you know for for the netherlands as well well that'd be interesting hey eh? There you go.
3: How high okay. up do they do they get what what events do they compete in? Oh, there's a yeah. whole bunch to go there.
2: Oh, well, certain, you know, it's smart. It, it certainly opens up some uh, some doors if if you've got that kind of lineage. Yeah. Definitely be looking into that. There's different places you can play and the fact that he's uh he's a non-import, that's that's a leg up to get it get a a chance right and he certainly uh with his play statistically just looking at it he's taking advantage of that opportunity all right so there we go uh congratulations to uh whomever kenny's going to reach out to <laughs> and uh award those tickets to so we're doing it each and every day this week we'll do it again tomorrow also still to come on this show we will have some sentence tickets to give out for the uh the flyers game four pack uh, coming up on March 30th, so we'll have a little more trivia. All right, let's uh, dissect a few things that DJ said. Um, see, I wanted to that, – thats I was wondering about the lineup here because if you just ask him any changes, he'll say we'll see tonight. If I ask him about Parker Kelly specifically, I think – there we go. its I wouldn't be surprised if uh, pressard plays tonight, even though he wasn't in the regular rotation yesterday. And it comes down to – and the coach brought it up. If you take Derek Broussard out of your bottom six right now, Kenny, he produces for you in your bottom six, and that that is still something that this team does not do easily. Um, get offense from the bottom six. Like Austin Watson went on a bit of a heater there for a while, but you know Derek Broussard has shown that you know he has a skill set that can still provide a little bit of offense outside of your your big guns that you've loaded up in your top six. So sounds to me, Kenny. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Pressard stays in the lineup and maybe Kelly's got to wait another game at least.
3: That That's the way that it, it was led to uh, to be put in there. And yeah, I, it makes sense. You, I think it was JR who tweeted out how much offensive production there is in the bottom six that was at practice yesterday. And it is minimal to say the least. And it's one area that, that will improve over time. And I think we've seen flashes of what it could be, especially with Greg and Pinto likely both in the lineup next season, uh, at the same time with Josh Norris, and, and it just provides a little more depth, and, and that third line becomes that much more dangerous, which makes the fourth line more effective. But at this point in time, there isn't a whole lot there, and you're relying heavily upon your top six, and I think any contribution offensively that you get out of your bottom six is is just bonus if they can play even, then I think you're ahead of the game against most teams around the NHL with your top six. But playing even uh, is easier said than done. When when you just don't get that offense, you're just hoping that that you don't allow a goal. Because in the rare circumstance that you will find some offense, uh, you you can't have any going in past you. So it it doesn't surprise me that Broussard is not, or it could be staying in the lineup. Uh, what do you make of? Uh, the likelihood of, of Gauthier coming out and, and likely being an extra skater as well. With They want to get Brown in the lineup, obviously. But I thought uh, Gauthier's been okay since since arriving from New York.
2: Yeah, he's been all right. But I I've see, I saw a little bit of a dip uh, in his game. Like, uh, right away, I thought, you know, you're always excited. You gotta, you're gotta you trying to impress. And so you're probably going to get that kind of a feel from Brown tonight, right? It's his first chance to show himself um, with his, his new group and his new coach. So I expect a high energy solid game from brown tonight in his role like we saw with goche uh right away and i'm not saying goche's been awful right since initial uh you know viewings that, that we had a chance to see him but it, it's it's not the same so maybe it's a it's a quick kind of a sit down reset for him because like when, when you first watch him play right with the energy that he brought it's like how how is this guy on his third team right now and then it's the settling that will happen right? It's like because he's big he's fast and he can shoot the puck and you're like what's not the like of, of with that toolbox here. Um but there's a reason why he's he's been he's been moved along twice and he's 25 years old. Now you're hoping that you know you guys will figure it out and put things together at different ages and I I still think he's got an opportunity to do that uh, with Ottawa. If he doesn't play tonight it's just one game. That he's sitting out, it's not the end of the world here, but I can definitely see a world where he's going to be back with this team next season in a depth role. He's what he makes eight hundred thousand, good value. Bring him in, you know he's he's an NHL player. Um, bring him back, and he has to work his way up the lineup. But I, it's if he doesn't play tonight, I'm I'm not seeing that as a a big indictment. It's just has it been as great as effective as he was in his first few games? No, it hasn't and uh, you're, you're still a bottom-of-the-roster player. You should expect to be sitting the odd game, and uh, it looks like uh, that could be the case for him tonight. All right, we'll take our uh, top-hour break. If you're expecting Dean or Gordon the next segment, think again. Dean already joined us ahead of the coach, and uh, DJ Smith uh, was good enough to join us just moments ago. If you miss that, Kenny will have it up on our website at tsn1200.ca. We'll get into more from you coming up at twelve twelve hundred in the final hour of the show and got some updates on the ownership situation the bidding process with the ottawa senators there's a brand new report that came out within the last few minutes how about nine bids that's what sportico is reporting we'll touch on that next on in the box on tsn 1200